a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Side Project. Finish the day happy, happy with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey on KSL News Radio. Welcome to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard here with Alex Carey. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We really appreciate it. Gosh, Alex, good to be recording another one. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll tell you. Get your crap figured out on your end. <laughs> yeah, apparently. It's good. But no, I, ga- I, I got to ask you, though. Yeah, what? And you know, I mean, not to make this into a sports thing. But circumstances, yeah. and you know this, yeah. circumstances are bringing me to a BYU football game yeah, at a state I love later this. this. You know what? I love a, this. Later in October. This is like when somebody gets forced into, like if they're vegan and they're like, anyway, we're going to meet at uh, Texas Tony Roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My son actually the other day. But that's exactly right. It's like you're going – you're going to the Texas Roadhouse. Uh, you don't feel comfortable there. You haven't no, been there. No, it's fine. But, you know, you'll eat the rolls like crazy. Like, you're really going to eat those rolls. And that's going to be you at this BYU game. You're yeah. going to Houston for it. What I love about this is uh, is you and the wear the mask, wear the mask, and let's not gather. And then they're all, there's going to be a game in Texas. And you're all, I'll be there. Well, I will it, be there. So here's how it went. So I'm going to see my brother right. in Austin. And then uh, we're also going to see my nephew play. My nephew is uh, – standout player at Katy, Katy High School in Texas. And so we're going to go see him play. And so my brother's a big-time BYU fan. Right. And he's like, well, since you're here, I really want to see, going, the, yeah. see BYU play. And so, okay, you know, I'll go. I like football, right? <laughs> uh, my pro- my question you. is, though, is that are they going to be able to even play? Because I've oh. been watching what's happened in Utah County, no, and I'm Chris- like, look, I've already paid for the ticket. Listen, I don't have a crystal uh, viral ball, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen here because there have been so many games that have been postponed. I mean, not not all, not a ton of games, actually, but, I mean, already one of BYU's games, and it was two weeks before, you know, they, I mean, they were supposed to play on Saturday. It was really depressing, the fact that we were anticipating. It's one thing to say, hey, the season's canceled. Another to go, hey, BYU's playing next week, and then you go, psych. So, uh, but I, listen, it's two teams – there's Army has special circumstances. Army is like we can't be around anybody who has gotten it because they've basically had like a zero count at the yeah, academy. Yeah, it's the it's the military. It's, it's the U.S. Yeah. military. But here's, it, because here's my some question: teams are, Some teams are getting they're getting COVID positive guys and they're going to sit out for two weeks, bro. And if everybody else is negative, they're still going on and playing. So uh, Dana Holgerson, who's the head coach of Houston, I mean, he is like dying to play. And BYU is like, we're figuring this thing out because they feel like they could go to the Cosmo yeah, playoff. Wait. Right. Well, not so, anymore. Well, not, why not? Well, come on. Now that all the other teams are starting to play as well. Well, they're all going to play each other and beat each other, and BYU is going to sneak right in there as an undefeated Having not group played of anyone, five. they're going to sneak in because they haven't Listen, played any games. They're going to play. Yeah, they're going to have as many games as these other idiots. Come all on. right. So here's my question for you, though. Yeah. Is, let's say, you know, it comes down to it and, you know, 
and Provo continues to just not have it together. Um, oh, man. They who have do I awesome... get my refund from? Are they going to give me a refund, or am I going to be asked to make it a donation to uh, No, because you didn't the buy those tickets from BYU. Uh, you bought those tickets from whoever the venue is. Oh, I so, see. So, so what BYU's I need to do is I need to get my refund from, from that kid who's throwing all the parties right, down there the in Utah state of, County. No, you got to. That's why I need to the, get my refund. You have from. to get it back from the state of Texas, no. which means you have to like go to the Alamo in person. No. and actually ask for I'm it. I'm coming to one of those. Oh, I'm coming to go, one of those parties. You're gonna go to a. Uh, I'm going to one of the young morons parties. You're gonna go to a Nickmo party down in Provo, and where they have the mocktails, and I'm gonna get my thirty bucks out of that kid that's running this whole. They're called Nickmo parties. You know what Nickmo is, right? I do. Non-committal makeout. Yeah, right. And so I want to make sure that those BYU listen. I you can't control. uh, My favorite thing is what everybody's doing blame wise. My favorite thing is everybody's doing the whole. Well, you know, it's all those. So those darn kids kept flying in from California from their home states. Yeah. They brought it with them. And I'm like, yeah. no, nah, it's you guys all. It's everybody. I can't tell you, Ethan, I know so many people who have kids at BYU, and they're like, yeah, their roommates got it. And they didn't tell us because they were, they were uh, embarrassed about it, so they just went home. <laughs> they, they just go home and quarantine. And But none of these the, – here's the other thing, and this is the scary part. None of them are symptomatic, really. Maybe it's like, oh, I had the sniffles, and then I had a – Kind of a, a light fever one night. Yeah, I think that we forget all of us have had that dog sick time in our lives at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Where you are so sick, you don't. You're like mama because you you are like fever dreams. You are barely able to operate and like heavy machinery, <laughs> right? You're mm-hmm. just barely able to operate it. But the but like if you have even a slight fever, you are like I've never been more. Like, is my throat scratchy? Like, I've never oh, been yeah. more freaked out. Oh, I've yeah. been amazed that I, I've been basically no symptoms of anything of any kind for, like, months because I'm, like, all over it. My wife keeps doing the whole, you t- you, did you take some echinacea? I'm like, yeah, okay. That, and I'll rub some uh, some lavender oil on my temples. I should be good to go. So, <laughs> come on. Uh, Millard, what do we want to do? Because since we're uh, since we're recording and we got your gear fixed and and it's a happy day because we're gonna start. Hey, I want to say something. If you're hearing this, it means the Nightside Project is dead. I mean, just the <laughs> on air version of it. <laughs> this is like a weird recording. No, we're uh, we're still doing these. I'm at work. Ethan had a, an internet issue where I don't know if it was the windstorms in Utah, but certainly uh, I've had issues with my internet over the past couple weeks, and you finally. Uh, yeah, I think it's nice you you uh, upgraded from the dial up or what was it one point five uh, megabits? Yeah, yeah. So, good no, job. it's twice as powerful. Yeah, so three, it's, it's fantastic. It's awesome. Well, well, you know what we learned is we learned that when the when the companies say speeds up to this, not oh, guaranteed, they really oh, mean yeah, yeah, yeah. that. They really mean that it's. It's uh, like when they go, "Do this a half pound burger? Uh, wait before cooking." You know. No, it's and like, you know they've got the data to back it up. Look right here, right here at three twenty five a.m. Uh, it spiked all the way up. <laughs> no, my favorite is so now they're doing the fight of fiber up in my neck of the woods. Yeah, and oh, the signs awesome. are up in the neighborhood that say "Say no to fiber," and the other ones are like "Say yes to fiber." Say yes to to faster internet speeds, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And they're like, big fiber is lying to you. <laughs> you see these signs in people's yards, and I'm like, what? I I get people not wanting to get, you know, taxed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and 
any tax is bad tax. They just fight it, and then they ask questions later. Like, yeah. what was that we just shot down? But I <laughs> I don't know. I just I hope we can get real fiber up in uh, my neck of the woods. I hope I'm so, so too. Sick. I am so sick of uh, the massive monopoly cable company uh, that – that you and I both are now subject to because we yeah. moved into uh, different places in the valley. Yeah, I, I hope you get it too because it really is. It's it awesome. really is worthwhile. We had Google Fiber in Salt Lake, and uh, we upgraded everything in our house when we moved, and then we had a massive downgrade on internet because of that. <laughs> that was it. That's freaking it. I can't stand it. Better everything but that. Yeah. That one thing is worse. Hey, uh, did you have a fake quiz for me or something? Uh, well, some yeah. Point? So here's one of the. I, I don't know if you actually have it ready. Do you happen to have the Animal Kingdom? Ethan, it is the power of technology here. Let's. Uh... There's no two ways about it. If we didn't eat them first, they would kill us. Join us this evening for Nightside's Animal Kingdom. All right. All right. Here they are. Yeah, what do you have? Here they are, the nine ways to increase your odds of a shark attack. I did say, I did see, and I don't think, I think that, speaking of attacks, I think that you can't stress these things enough. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's brown, lie down. If it's black, fight back. This is the bear tool that you also need to know. So oh. that's the thing. So that I learned it now because I think that we get mixed up. We go, oh, dude, if it's a bear, you got to play dead. And a black bear will go, sweet. It's already dead. It's dead. I'm eating this thing. <laughs> so if it's brown, lie down. If it's black, fight back. Those That's your bear rule, your bear rule of thumb. And by the way, they don't have thumbs. So mm, They don't. Yeah. Uh, so right. what do we have with the sharks, though? That's okay, I so wanna... Alex, I'm going to hear. I got a couple of questions yes. that you have. And maybe okay. you may know this uh, already because have you seen Jaws? Uh, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, it's been... Oh boy! So I guess it's been a week and a half now since I saw it. So, <laughs> uh, so here's a question for you. Okay, when are you most likely to get bit by a shark? Oh. Swimming at night or swimming during the day? It's got to be uh, at night. They all feed at night, right? Yeah, sharks are most active during darkness or twilight hours. Well, no, it's almost all of them too. It's like all sharks. Because I remember going to Hawaii one time, and okay, so we go to Hawaii, right? We're mm-hmm. with this group with BYU. Somebody else is flying us out. It's my first time in Hawaii. We're staying on the beach in this awesome hotel, and we all run outside. It's like it's like 10 p.m. We run outside and go, don't care, getting in the water, going to the beach, and uh, and and then we get out. And it's funny because like the hotel people are like, that was amazing. Like, you guys just jumped right in there. This is like exactly when sharks are out, like feeding, and we're like, ha ha, huh? Like you just assume, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, look, cougars are the same way. They wait till kind of de- you know it's it's semi dark. They come right after. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex. Here's the next question. Okay, what color what color of bathing suit will increase your odds of being attacked? Yeah, it's got to be like the bowl. It's got to be red. Mm. Really good guess. What but is it's it? Actually, yellow. Oh, apparently, yellow bathing suits are especially attractive to shark divers. Call it yum yum yellow. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but as the article points kids, out, no <laughs> one knows for sure though because sharks don't give interviews. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say, what are they? Like what was the control in the situation? Like, like they found a a, a massive. They found like an an abdomen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just we found a lot of yellow bathing what, suit abdomens. I think, 
I think that's exactly what it is. <laughs> we found these. We found this trunk of a human, uh, but yellow shorts again. So there you go. Uh, so here's something else, though, and this isn't really a quiz, but just kind of a point of interest. Okay. Um, swimming near moving water and sewage is actually going to increase your chances. <laughs> so uh, you know there are moving, areas in the world. Moving, if you're if you're swimming near sewage, uh, I just want to tell you this: if you get attacked in in uh, in Utah Lake, I mean. We warned you. There are <laughs> lots told, of sharks in Utah Lake for that very it. reason. They're like, you know. <laughs> uh, here's something else where lots of shiny jewelry. Sharks, like all fish, love shiny objects. You know, it's fishing lures, right, uh, have reflective spinners on them. And so that's uh, part of it. So sharks are the same thing, man. They see that shiny stuff. They're like, lunch, yeah, they're, no, they're, lunchtime. Yeah, they're into you, bro. So necklaces, rings, toe rings, anklets. Toe rings. Earrings. Gosh. You know what? All those if things I have a toe are going ring to on, increase your If eyes. I have a toe ring on, take me now, great white. <laughs> Just take me now. Could you imagine? At least take the toe. Could you imagine a toe ring on my freaking, if my big toe is like, ah, what do would you, I liken this unto? Do, do you remember? So disgusting. Do you remember that? What, graffito? Dictionary graffito oh my that gosh. we did. I thought about it the other day because there was a graphic up, and I went, that game was so stupid because it featured... My toe, which is about as big as like, uh, I don't know, it's like a small it's like dinner a small plate, baby. <laughs> and so imagine a toe ring on that thing. It's like putting a, uh, it's like putting a dog collar on a on a foot. All right, mm-hmm. what else you got? Is that it? Uh, anyway, obviously swimming with blood in the water, right? That's gonna yeah, do it. No. Um, but here's something else that this I thought was interesting: swimming with a pet. Excessive splashing and erratic movements of pets can help get a shark's attention. Yeah, but you know what? I kind of would rather swim with a pet. You think the pet would be like the canary in the coal mine? Yes. The pet would get attacked. So you'd go, oh, shoot, Fluffy, may he rest, but he saved us. Uh, Yeah, that's an interesting. And the dogs are the ones that are are splashing all that. You know, they're they're doing the doggy paddle. The dog paddle always looks so desperate from dogs. Yeah. It's just so desperate. It's just as like... Every stroke is like, I'm not drowning, I'm not drowning, I'm not drowning. But they could do that all day. That right, and they do do it all day. So I'm just saying uh, they're going to end up being the ones taken. Well, and you're just right. Just put a dogs, set of yellow trunks on, the, on that dog of yours and you're done. set. They're man. done. Take them out in the evening. Uh, <laughs> it's a wrap on that dog. Uh, well, and you're right. The dogs splash around a lot more. Your cat would be much less likely to splash around well, quite so much. The cat just gives up. The cat just goes, take me now, lake or ocean. I'm <laughs> just good. Bring, just, where's that shark? I'm going to swim to the shark. We have a neighborhood shark. Or a neighborhood shark. <laughs> we have a neighborhood cat that is uh, my like best friend now. He oh, comes yeah? out at night. I sit on the porch a lot of times. I'll just read or I'll have my phone out and I'll hang out while uh, you know the kids have fallen asleep or whatever. And my wife and I will just chat. And the cat comes up. And I'm just like, I love this cat. She's like, we're not getting a cat. I go, I know because we just have this guy. He comes yeah, by. Need one. Uh, the exact amount of pets that I want to give. Like four or five pets. And then I go, okay, get out of here. You know, he and he knows he's not he's not interested. He doesn't want very much interaction either. Perfect relationship. Uh, I've got one last thing for okay. the shark: how to increase your shark attack. Okay, um, helping an, uh, an ocean animal in trouble. So, uh, beach whales, seals caught in fishing nets. You might wade Don't out there into it. the water to help, but that is perfect, perfect timing for the shark well, because sharks are put, attracted to animals in trouble. Well, yeah, somebody put uh, somebody put that out there. Somebody put that seal on that net out there to draw the shark in. That's what you no, know the, about. No, no, the the shark put that oh. seal in the net to draw the <laughs> to, to draw, draw the, the human humans. in, draw the people. Oh, in. See, that's perfect. You know what they could do? You know how else they could catch people? They go, oh, look at this huge piece of plastic out here. It's as big as Texas. Oh shoot, you guys should come out here and clean it up. And then the sharks 
Just just feed on hippies all day. They're right in there. Oh, my goodness. I've got music here. You know what that means? Let's take a quick break. Uh, Did you say you have a. You see what we have as headline next? Yeah, man. We've also sure. dug up out of the archive a contest that apparently uh, we did here on the Nightside Project. You cannot win this, by the way. It's, Neither of us can remember it. I can't remember it. it yeah, and it's more than uh, it's fifteen year old contest at this point. So don't try to play it. But uh, I'll play it for you. It was amazing what we were giving away back then. Jeez, the marketing money. Mm. Stay right here with us. The Nightside Project podcast right here uh, for your enjoyment. You can always hit us up on Twitter at Alex Curie KSL. What are you, Ethan? Uh, Ethan Millard KSL. Ethan Millard Same KSL. As you. There I you just go. copied you. Yeah, it's good. I just admire you All right, so much. Well, uh, <laughs> well, we'll come right back. So stay right here. We won't take that big of a break. It'll be some dumb advertising for some other dumb podcasts. We'll see yep. ya. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what that music means, Ethan? Uh, yep. That your connection is still working on your end of things. <laughs> how do they? Uh, how do they allow you to keep that gear? Actually, you know what's funny? It's one of those things. Like, uh, I think they forgot I have it. No, no, they didn't. Because they asked me about it, they go, "So does Ethan still have uh, stuff?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, we got lots of episodes churning out. We're turning out tons of episodes of Nightside Project." Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, "Okay, so he still has that gear?" And I'm like. Yeah, he's just, whew, I mean, he's on that thing. That mic is hot all the time. We're just, and because, you know, I wanted to make sure you kept it. Yeah. I mean, not keep it, but so that we but can yeah, do this. Yeah, so we can do this. Yeah, so we can do this. Uh, and, and I think it was one of those things where it's like engineering's asking, like, so he does have it and he's going to keep it for a minute? And we're like, oh, yeah, programming uh, needs him to have it. And then programming director's like, so. Ethan still has that. I go, yeah, engineering's uh, asking you to hold on to it for a minute. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> I'm going to go ask Jones down in uh, – but there's a lot of this like, oh, you don't know who Jones is? We hired him during the pandemic. He's, he runs logistics. And they're like, oh, I haven't talked to him yet. Well, he's in the office sometimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he, he might, might be COVID him. positive. I don't know. Well, don't email him just in case. I think he's going through a rough time. Either his cat got COVID or his, his dog got COVID. Or something. Or- <laughs> I don't know. He's having a rough. He's having a rough go with uh, with with just. You know, don't ask. Okay, it's COVID. Don't ask. Uh, yeah. Millard, here's that promo. Uh, from what was it? I don't even know. It was I, our first year. Yeah, I don't know. We even celebrated this. It was a very KSL thing to do to just celebrate anniversaries and birthdays of shows. We've stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. But because, uh, you know, the budget doesn't allow it. Right. But here was a promo from 2006. No, 2000. 
It would have been 2007. It would have been right before you and I started hosting the show. The Nightside Project is celebrating its first birthday on Friday the 13th, and we want to give you the gift. Listen for the secret text word, and you could win your very own Apple iPhone. Be a part of our live Nightside birthday party from 7 to midnight as we take a trip through Nightside's 30-year history. <laughs> the Nightside Project is bringing birthday back, baby, only on KSL News Radio, now on 102.7 oh. FM at 1160 AM. Now oh, yeah. on 102.7 FM. Now, I love that. Only 15 years now. Well, now, by the way, you can't win that contest. That's an old contest. It's no longer uh, – it's void – where prohibited, uh, Which no is longer everywhere. available. So, there uh, you go. <laughs> it, but that that phrase right there, now on one hundred two point seven FM, that's what really sta- yeah. that's the timestamp for this recording. Because remember, back in the day, they had only just in the pa- in the previous couple. Oh, of we years, had people like kicking back at it too. They're like, I can't believe only like the previous two years they had uh, they had combined the one hundred two point seven FM right. and eleven sixty AM. It was like a year and a half, and then it was like, it, and even then, it was. But what's funny now is I just don't know. I don't. I, I think the research is borne out that people are listening. If they're going to listen to the terrestrial radio, they they tune into the FM station, or they stream it on their smart device, or they get the podcast of the shows they listen to. That's it. Yeah. Eleven sixty AM listeners. I I just I don't know. But that used to be the gold standard, you know, AM the AM dial. So. Well, whatever. let's lease the AM signal to QAnon. <laughs> Give Burgess Owens over here, baby. Yeah, let him. I don't you love watching the? Can I all day long about uh, human trafficking and Democrats? You're you're the you're the political guy. You've done political campaigns. You've run political campaigns. You've consulted on political campaigns. Mm -hmm. I'm watching these ads between both of them, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you about this because you remember when Mike Lee back in the day? He's like, I'm a family guy. Just I'm a dad, just like you. Oh, and he, he threw he the, had the football. And he threw the football like for the first it, time in his like, life. Like it was a wet cat. Like he'd never <laughs> seen it before. And he's like, Oh gosh, get this thing off of me! Like, <laughs> he's like, And I just I do everything. I put the pants on just the same way you do. And I also uh, throw this football with my son. Go deep, Junior. You know, it's like yeah. so bad. And. I'm watching these Ben McAdams and uh, Burgess Owens ads, okay? And tell me if you're uncomfortable commenting on this because I think it's hilarious. Just the commenting on the political ad part. And it's like, Burgess Owens hasn't came here with debt. Dun, dun, dun. You know, and you're like, uh, oh, and everything's in black and white, right? When right. slow motion. And you got to show pictures of them with some bags under their eyes. And, you know, and then they do the same thing. With uh, with Ben McAdams, They're like Ben McAdams loves Nancy Pelosi. I heard he kisses her, and <laughs> <laughs> they do this whole thing. But then the the Ben McAdam positive commercial that I that I was like, oh boy, I got to ask Ethan about this. They're like, oh blah blah blah. He knows about your values, and uh, and Ben McAdams, he's not about one side or the other. He's about making the right choice, and it has him at the dinner table with like an obvious like. Amen. You know, like oh, to like really? a food prayer. Oh yeah. Oh wow. And I was like, that's bold. That's yeah. bold. We're going. We're going to go that direction. And it but, you made know, me think of the Mike Lee mm-hmm. with the Joseph Smith picture in the back of the ba- in the background to kind yeah. of get the whole. Hey man, uh, just to, just so you know. Yeah. And it was weird to me because Ben McAdams is in a pretty heavily. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's. I guess when he was. I, I, I guess when he was this. I guess when he was 
Salt Lake County mayor, that would have not flown nearly as well as the District 4. Is it District 4? District 4. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a little race. bit of a broader pickup because it, it extends further south. Maybe we should and start doing that. Ethan, would you go ahead and say the closing part of the night's project? The project? <laughs> I'd forgotten about that uh, Mike Lee thing. <laughs> you get a lot of right. people picking us up. And I remember, I remember when people pointed out, when the media pointed out the, the enormous portrait of Joseph Smith behind oh, it was him. Wild. His campaign was like, what? Oh, there wow, is? Oh, oh, hmm. boy. <laughs> we don't pay attention to details like that. We just, uh, <laughs> we, we just had filming to get through. It's like, look, here's the deal. I'm a praying man. Tis, I'm a praying. I'm a praying. I'm. We pray at my house, but when I see that stuff, I go, "Oh, come on! I don't need yeah, that. I don't need people, that in my ad. Get out of here." Yeah, sometimes people feel uncomfortable with that kind of wearing it on your sleeve type thing. Well, that's maybe that's it because, and maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm self-loathing, uh, practicing Mormon guy. I don't know. Excuse me. No, I don't think it's a self-loathing thing. I think I think a lot no, of I people just see Ethan. Believe me, I hate myself. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people their view is you know this is a private thing it's not for politicking, right? Yeah, it's a little bit out it's, of bounds where you just go. I look, yeah. I don't know, but then there's that part where people go, I want the I want I want the guy who's representing me back in Washington, uh, you know, blessing his bagel on Capitol Hill. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no better is. guarantee than that, is there? In politics. <laughs> oh, he's religious. All right. Okay. You did you bless that bagel? That, that from that Washington D.C. Uh, bagel shop, because the one where spit. the uh, the one where uh, Democrats uh, traffic kids. <laughs> out I of the know, listen, come on, I mean, it, this is. Look, I know we know our audience, and I am on the I, I'm in the majority religious uh, group here in the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. I just hate that stuff, and maybe yeah. it's because I didn't grow up here, and I kind of go, oh, we shouldn't be doing that, right? Yeah, but it's also like when you first when I first went to BYU, and they would sing hymns before. Class, I'd be like, "What on earth are we doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and then you get used to it. And you go, oh, "Okay, politicians yeah, is- uh, pray during ads, and uh, we say, and we uh, sing hymns before some of these classes at BYU." Yeah. So like, anyway, before we start talking about uh, the Earth's crust, we'll go ahead and sing uh, hymn number nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so weird! All right, Millard, go ahead. Uh, all right, Zen headline today. This is out of Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. You know, fall in Utah means hunting season. And this is a story out of the archery buck deer hunt this year. <laughs> no joke. No, I know. It sounds like a weird, like, animal. Uh, you ever like, see those like archery Like it has a bucks? centerfold. Like it has yeah, a centerfold for, a, for, like, you know, animal, like for mm-hmm. hunters. Like, ooh, look at that buck. Uh, Carlton Grimes uh, shot a buck on, on some property he owns in the Ogden Valley. He followed the buck's trail, which led him to the property of a landowner he didn't know. He approached the landowner, who allowed him to search the property, but he couldn't find it. The next day, so he left. The next day, that other landowner found the buck. The problem is that he didn't have the name of the hunter who had been looking for it. So he called the the Division of Wildlife Resources, Utah Division of Wildlife Resources, and I thought this was a really cool kind of service said, uh, hey, for these hunters. I got this record-setting buck. Will you come take pictures of it? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, the officers, DWR officers Trevor Doman and Brooklyn Evans, they went to work. And they just started calling friends, other hunters they knew, to see if any of them knew of a hunter who shot a buck in the area but couldn't find it. They actually ended up with an address for a hunter who'd been searching for that lost buck. They were able to enter the address in, track down his license, call him up. And I'm impressed with this because I don't know how long, uh, I don't know how long dead bucks uh, stay fresh. I don't know. 
But apparently they were able to just uh, get this locked in in just a couple of days. And uh, the hunter was able to tag his buck and bring it home, which was amazing. Fajitas. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, some people to make it a trophy situation, I don't think it needs to be super, quote-unquote, fresh. I don't like using the term fresh with with game either. No, no. I mean, with meat, absolutely. You go, no, is he fresh? Is he fresh? What are we going to do with him? Uh, so there you go. Ethan, great story. I thought it was a great story. So good job, Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. Really great. Really great service. All right. Love it. Uh, for Ethan Miller, I'm Alex Keery. We'll be back again uh, this week with more of the Nightside Project. Uh, we promise. We're, we've got this thing dialed in now. They yes, tried we to do. Shoot, they tried to, after we went off the air again, they tried to hold us down. Uh, and then they realized that we were still, even after doing no advertising, one of the most popular podcasts on KSL's podcast list. So we can't we can't be kept back. Can't yeah. be held back. Uh, so for Ethan, I'm Alex. We'll be back again. We've got Zen headlines. If you want to hit us up on Twitter at Alex Curie KSL at Ethan Millard KSL, and we will uh, read those on the air as well. So if we missed one, we'll get to it. I promise. We'll see you next time, everybody. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.